So I'm gonna just start by introducing myself. My name is Aisha Hogan. I am the visionary and founder of iAwesome, which is the International Academy of Universal Self-Mastery. This is an online academy where we have mentors from all over the world um, teaching and interacting and guiding all of the students as we move through this great quantum evolutionary leap. And the iAwesome Kitchen Table that we do here on Clubhouse every Thursday morning is really where some of our iAwesome mentors and people that want to join us come in and um, share about a certain topic. Because, you know, when we all sit around the kitchen table, we just love to share things, right? So today we're talking about the time paradigm, the time paradigm. But before I get into sort of opening up that topic, Patricia, I would love it if you would introduce yourself. Hello. Thank you, Aisha. Thanks for having me here. Hello. Hello, everybody. I am Patricia Madalena. I'm here in the UK in Wales. I am an international speaker, a number one best-selling author, and I also mentor and part of the Dream Team. Um, and I'm very excited to be here today. Um, uh, it's one of my favourite subjects, time. <laughs> so thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you know what I really love is, you know, a year ago, I never knew that being an iAwesome mentor would be part of someone's credentials. There you so, go. That's kind of I'm really very cool. Proud. Very proud of that. <laughs> that's super cool. Dave, I would love it if you would introduce yourself. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Dave Hillis. I am a groupie of iAwesome. I just love all the folks that come there because it's all where the cool kids are. Um, I have my practice in Michigan. I can't say West Michigan anymore because officially I moved tomorrow. So um, my my passion is getting to connect with all the cool kids uh, where we get to get into our brain stuff. And it's just normal talk of, you know, quantum theory and time and space that doesn't exist and all that fun just around the coffee table because, yeah, that's cool. That's where we're at. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, the time paradigm. And like I said, Juliet, anytime you'd like to add and come on in, you are, we are happy to have you. So the time paradigm, in order for someone to step into their mastery, and that's really what we're doing, you know, during this time of change is we're stepping into our mastery. And what that means is, um, some people call it the awakening. Um, they are awakened. I have changed my viewpoint on that word and I'm calling it the, as, as many others around the world are, which is kind of crazy and so interesting at the same time, is the remembering. And it's really about remembering who and what we are and beyond this avatar, this vehicle that we're riding in. So time to feel harmonious in our mastery, in our remembering, we need to become harmonious with our relationship with time. And this is actually very, it's, it's, it's paramount to take you sort of to that next level. And even though we're quickly moving into that 5D world that's coming in the next few years and we're gonna be all over there and the quantum leap, we're certainly in that huge evolutionary leap and involutionary leap right now, we have to deal with the 3D as well. And through this 3D conditioning that we've had for a millennia as, as far as we can think back into history is a linear time frame. It's a Newtonian time frame. 
that's been created. You know, those 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You know, it takes this long for the earth to go around the sun, blah, blah, blah. And in this, in that, we have constricted ourselves and we become where we're in a very busy life. Busy has become the norm. Not enough time has become the norm. In fact, we use it as objections to do our personal development. I don't know how many times I've had one-on-one -on -one with someone where they're like, oh, Aisha, I really wanna work with you, but I don't have enough time, right? So time has actually even become an excuse for why we cannot step into our mastery. So I'd like to take a moment and say that I want to even almost change self-development to our self-purpose because I'm starting to understand that our ultimate self-purpose, our ultimate purpose, because we're always looking for purpose, our ultimate purpose is, is remembering, is stepping into our mastery. And of course we're going to contribute to others, but if, when we are standing in our mastery, when we remember who and what we are, we can't help but contribute to others. It just naturally happens. So it's not something you need to go open up a practice to do, although there's many of us that do that. But if we all step into our inner purpose, our ultimate purpose, we're already going to be contributing to humanity. So many of us put in twice the time, and get half of what we want done, right? So we're always putting in more time, more time. Let me, I need more time for this. I need more time for that. And we're still not getting what we want done. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And what if you not just acknowledge for the purpose of this conversation is not just acknowledge, but become fully aware that there is no such thing, no such thing as time. If we were on a different planet or a different galaxy, different solar system, our concept of time would be very different. So time only exists here in this form. It really doesn't exist out in the universe. So really there is no time. And the interesting thing, and I'm going to get more into this and Dave can speak to this as well as um, our NLP expert, Patricia, is our subconscious also works like the universe. It has no concept of time. It doesn't know past or future. It only knows now. So inwardly, we're working on Einstein time. Outwardly, we're working on Newtonian time. So what if we can start bringing our inside world, our inside Einstein world, into the outside world and start working on it from an outer view. So before I get even further, because I can talk about this forever, Patricia, I'd love to hear your comments on this. Um, yeah, I love Einstein. He proved that time, as it had been understood, was a fiction and, um, and was simply kind of born from the seasons, you know, like the turning of the tides or the planetary rotations and, um, you know, the ticking of the clocks that had been invented. Um, it was just simply something we measured our experience by, but didn't, it wasn't about the fact that time itself existed. It was just something that we measured our experience 
by. He showed that there is no universal, no universal now. It was subjective. Time is subjective. So whether you have enough time to do X, Y or Z or or not is down to how much time you believe you have. Um, I was thinking um, today as I was sat in the sun, we've got we've got lovely weather out at the moment here in the UK. And I was thinking and remembering how the summers used to stretch out forever. And it took an age for Christmas and birthdays to come when I was little. You know, children's experience of time differs to an adult's. And as we age, we race through those months and the years way too quickly. Um, we kind of judge time from, um, um, you know, this is the time. So if, if my train arrives at seven o'clock, what I really mean to say is that my watch clock hand happens to be pointed at seven at the arrival of, at the, as the arrival of the train. It's like simultaneous events. Um, and whether those whether those two events are relative to the observer or not, that's what Einstein was showing. Um, and when you take out, when you have that kind of viewpoint and you take out the division of past, present and future, um, I think, what was his name? The mathematician Hermann, um, I can't remember his name now, Hermann Whale maybe, the objective world simply is, it does not happen. And so in a quantum worldview, um, you know, over here, you're being born over there. You might be celebrating the birth of your second child over there. You've been dead for, for 40 years and over there you haven't existed at all. The perception of time is perceived purely in the brain and that can be changed and altered throughout your life by the age that you are, the emotional state that you have the level of attention that you give it. Um, and then, of course, as we deteriorate, our you know disease and memory can change our perspective of time. Um, there's um, an amazing um, researcher in Norwegian, um, in the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, and they, they have identified within the brain a network of cells that play a kind of um, a key role into putting experience, if you like, into a temporal context. So it kind of provides the timestamp for events and keeps track of the order of those experiences and those events as you as you navigate through life. So they've basically discovered the inner neural clock, if you like, that keeps track of time during your different experiences rather than um you know how we actually track it through through the use of a clock um which we've created to measure time we have our own internal neural clock which is why we can have a subjective experience you know that one hour at the end of work or the end of school just drags and feels like three or that one hour with your best friend and you're having loads of fun and time can only feel like five minutes you know, that illusion of time is subjective and our minds construct the past and the present and the future. And it's our conditioning, really, that determines where we spend most of our time. Do we agonize over the past? Do we worry about the future? Do we use numerous techniques to be present with what is? Um, it's all subjective. 
um, and, and, and an extraordinarily really interesting subjects that we don't, um, yeah, that we are in time, our lives, we give it over to governing um, our lives through time. And it's about bringing it back to the now and bending time, learning that skill of being present in, in the now, of your own now, not of somebody else's. So great. Yes. And we're going to get into that a little bit more too. That's, that's, oh my God, that's such great information. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Dave. Well, you know, uh, until uh, just the title of what we're going to talk about, um, and I started interflecting of what is that time paradigm and the definition and how does that pertain to what it is that I think, feel, and believe. Um, I hadn't actually really realized how much of the teaching that, that needs to go into facilitating um, the classes or workshops that I do when it comes to Akashic Records. Um, because a lot of times folks will always want to know about their past lives. And so we have to actually spend quite a bit of time, <laughs> quite an amount of educational nugget in there about what time actually is and isn't, because it is a very different um, concept when we get into the Akashic Record, when we're looking to our soul record. And the best way that, that I can describe it as fast as I can is if we think about our old radios uh, that had the dials, not the digital ones that we just push one button, um, we know that all of the frequencies, all of the radio stations are broadcasting at the, the same time. I, I'm being very aware of using the word time now. Um, and so we know that all of the stations, our radio stations are broadcasting. And our radio, if that happened to be our consciousness, is tuned into 101.3, um, because that's our favorite channel, um, you know, Joy 101. All the others didn't stop broadcasting, even though it's the only one we're hearing through our radio. They're all still happening simultaneously. And so that's the same thing with when people say our past life, because we don't have past life. We only in our human world have to use the vocabulary of linear thinking and describing. So we have to be able to, to communicate with one another. And the only way we can do that usually is using that linear uh, vocabulary of my past life, tomorrow, today. Um, but the universe doesn't work that way, as both of you have actually talked about already. And so in our mastery, if we will adopt the attitude and the posture of knowing that all of those things are happening simultaneously, we're then able to switch our radio station, whether it's meditation, whether it's hypnosis, whether it's just an awareness, shifting our awareness, where we can have better movement between all of those stations, all of those lifetimes, or all of those experiences. And that is really, really important when we're working in the Akashic Records, when we're uncovering are getting and resolving a situation, a problem, or an issue that we're working on to find <clears throat> the answers in that. And <clears throat> I love watching everybody. They just have this, if, um, 
an emoji could pop above their head like a marquee and you'd have this you know the brain explosion and i always after that conversation i'm like okay we're gonna take a break right about now because i can see everybody is just needing to process that right now and figure out what that all means to them um but when they do then then all of a sudden it's it's amazing because there's this new light that they're like no that really is true and no i totally get it I don't know how to do all of that. No, let's do this because this is super exciting. And and so it, it really just helps them remember the vastness of who they are. Uh, and, and that is such a wonderful and, and joyous event to watch somebody unfold all those lotus leaf um, being of, of themselves. It's, it's just beautiful. So I love that we're talking about this topic. Awesome. Thank you. That, you know, like there's just so many ways of looking at things and, and we're all like diving deep and I made all these notes for today. I'm like, we're covering them. <laughs> I'm so excited. So thinking of time in a different way. So you said something, um, Patricia, about um, time coming from inside of us. And it's true because the source of time is inside of us time comes from within each of us and it's just this really cool magical thing and you know dave where you covered you know with your akashic records and what you're teaching i mean i wrote a book called wtf like what the f is past life regression and now i feel like that book is like outdated because it's not past life regression. It's an alternate lifeline, just like the radio station that you're talking about. So that's a really great analogy. Thank you for that. So um, alternate lifelines all happening at the same time, so to speak. And, you know, even when I was making notes today, I was, you know, I'm sitting here going, you know, time is so etched in our language that it, it's, it's, if you try to take it out, <laughs> of what you're like writing down or something or saying it's very difficult you know it's it's it, you have to think about what you're doing because it's 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 really an interesting way to try to communicate something without using time but then I did like what um, Patricia said is like think of it as just a simultaneous event and not it's seven o'clock and the train is going to be here at seven or that we're going to be doing clubhouse at nine. It's more about this just happens to be a simultaneous event. So I really, really, really enjoyed listening to all of that. But to be able to shift from that linear Newtonian time into Einstein time is a real shift in awareness. Like it's, it's really becoming aware. And what are the benefits of that? Like if, if you were going to say, so what are the benefits of working in Einstein time versus in Newtonian time? Well, one is you feel less stressed because you can bend time because time is what you say that it is. And you can free up again in quotation marks time for yourself to do that creative thinking or relaxation or things that you don't think that you have time for because you absolutely do. Um, you, things, it's also a commitment. So think about it this way. A lot of us say we don't have enough money. Money is just energy. So we're also saying we don't have enough time. It's a scarcity and lack mindset. 
So because time is being created from within us, by saying that I don't have enough again about something, um, living in that not enough state of being, then yeah, you're not going to have enough time. But when you can shift that to I have all the time I want, like I have as much space, space, I have as much space as I need to get what I need to get done. That's a whole different ball game. So what is the commitment that you've made to yourself for not having enough time? I, Bob, I'm going to say, we'll talk about Bob. So I, Bob, commit to never having enough time to get what I need done. So it, it, it's that same money mindset. I, I commit to not having enough money. I commit to not having enough time, right? It, I commit to not having enough food, enough shelter, enough water, right? So it's that commitment that you've made to yourself, right? When you can make another commitment that's saying, I am time and I will create enough so that I can accomplish whatever it is that I need, right? I am time. I am space. I can create that space and then allowing that to feel like good in yourself that you know that you can do that. Allowing a joy to come within you, that, that space of neutrality that we spoke about last week, just being neutral and knowing that you can. And how does it get better than this? And how can I just create more space for myself to get what I need to get done? So everything we speak about, you can also put, use those same tools when it comes to what we say as time. Newtonian time limits us. It's limited and it creates an urgency in us, right? And it's uncomfortable. It's creating resistance in us where Einstein time is limitless. So it's about how do you step out of that scarcity mindset of time into a limitless mindset and knowing that you have control. And before I pass this over to Patricia again, the one the one way that I've been sort of putting it into my head is I've been saying that we've been conditioned to believe that this avatar that we are in right now has control, all the control. We will have to talk about control another week because that's like a, its own virus in, in and of itself. But this avatar is really a tool. This vehicle that we're in is really only a tool, just like a chair, a bed, your car, it's a vehicle, it's a tool, it's a, it's a high-end piece of equipment that our formless self is utilizing to experience life, right? So if you kind of look at yourself in that way, then you can realize that your high-end, high-vibrational piece of equipment that you've got here you can do anything you want with it because you're the master, not, it's not, it's like saying that your bed masters you. That makes no sense. That chair is the master of me. No, it's not. I am the master of it. I'll put it in wherever I want to put it. I'll do whatever I need to do with it. I'll stand on it. I'll sit on it. I'll throw it outside if I want. I can do whatever I want because I am the master. And it's the same thing with our avatar. We are the master. The formlessness of us is the master. 
So if you can sort of look at it from a whole different lens, almost like standing on the other side of the mirror and watching this high-end piece of equipment do exactly what you tell it to do, including have more space, more time. What do you think about that analogy, Patricia? I love it. Defying the laws of physics in this three-dimensional reality and becoming the master mm -hmm. of your own life and destiny transcending those conditions that we have been led to believe like we age through time and we decay through time and we are born and then we die um all of those kind of really deep rooted blueprint of what it means to be human we can transcend um given the right belief structure it was beyond belief isn't it those those right commitments um how to step into einstein time when you was talking then about um uh commitments that we have one of the first ones when i started to work i mean 20 years ago now about this um one was for me was time management and i have more than enough time to do everything i need um want or desire to do was one of the very first core commitments that I uploaded into the hard drive of my mind. Um, and I, I, I seem to be a time bender. I can bend time. I can make sure, you know, within my therapy sessions, if someone books in for an hour, that is exactly what they, 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 they get the whole hour and they come to fruition. They're never left hanging. You know, you can bend time quite easily if you decide to the other one that was um quite a great one that everyone seems to be addicted to this commitment time is money we're committed to time is money and so we trade our time for money and it's like that's our heartbeats you know that time is every single beat of our heart we're trading for for money and we kind of for the majority of us we, we're in jobs which um, a lovely acronym that I heard a few years back was just over broke. People trade their time for money in a job which keeps them just over broke. And shifting that commitment um, from, um, you know, time is money to making money regardless of the time that you spend making it has been my um, kind of mantra if you like uh, for the last 10 years um one of the really core ways to step into einstein time you mentioned right at the very beginning is making the shifts and changes deep within the hard drive of your mind um we can if you liken the mind to a computer we can write a new program we can tap away on our screen but unless we press save and save it to the hard drive of the mind, we can turn our computer off and the next morning when we turn it on, that new program isn't, isn't in the computer. We have to redo it again. And that's the difference between being in wishful thinking, so I have more than enough time to do everything that I want to do, or you know, um, I earn silly amounts of money for the shortest amount of time is another commitment unless we press save and send it down to the hard drive of our mind, it will always reside in our conscious mind and be wishful thinking. 
and not necessarily a truism, something that we are actually living and experiencing. So one of the core ways to step into Einstein time is to create those new commitments and then actually save them to the hard drive of your mind. And then they're triggered and they run effortlessly. So how would you suggest, just before I move over to Dave, how would you suggest that someone could save that, that new commitment, that new program? So taking the ancient art of meditation and mantra, the Hindus, um, how, you know, using that, that, that mantra, you take a commitment. I don't ever have enough time to do everything that I need. And you flip it. You flip it to the opposite, the positive and present tense. Because like you said, Aisha, at the very beginning, the hard drive of our minds, the subconscious minds are not time based. It's like a gigantic library or um, um, a hard drive that stores absolutely everything from the age of two to the age of 52. It doesn't differentiate. And that's why when we are triggered, we can behave like a four year old or an eight year old, um, even though I'm a 44 year old, um, because it has no sense of time or judgment. It's literally a, 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 a hard drive, a, a massive library. So. Bearing that in mind, having the commitment, I never have enough time to do everything that I need to do, is a program. It's, it resides in the hard drive there and it is triggered when maybe someone's asked to go and do something or, um, you know, they have to turn up at a 10 o'clock meeting. That can be triggered and they rock up late all the time. They're not very good at time management. That's the core belief. In order to flip it, we want to literally turn it on its head think opposite positive present tense I have more than enough time to do everything that I want to do everything I need to do everything I desire desire to do there's no future tense language in that sentence there's no I'm going to have more than enough time I, I'll try and have more enough time I will have a more more enough time there's no future based language it's present tense purely present tense I have I am no, I can's. It's it's present tense language. And then once you've created your your core commitment using that ancient art of meditation and mantra, mostly it takes seven minutes, eight minutes. It's not a huge, huge affair. I like to do this. I call it hacking. I like to do this in my bed at night. And you repeat in your own mind your new present tense commitment. I have more than enough time to do everything I need, want and desire. And you repeat it. What's interesting, you might have resistance come up. You might have an inner voice goes, <laughs> but you haven't. You'll run ragged. You've got three children, three businesses. You're running it all. So you may have to have um, a re-educating conversation with yourself around it. But eventually you'll start either sensing, feeling and visualizing what it's like to have more than enough time to do everything you need. And when you're at the peak of that and you'll know when that is, some people like to laugh. Some people, the visuals start kicking off. Some people burp. It's all very different for everyone. You'll know when you're done and you bring your hands into prayer position. I don't know how the Hindus knew this, but when you press the fingertips together in prayer position, you're pressing the fingertips together and firing that. So you're igniting it. I have more than enough time to do everything I need or want and desire for about 10 more seconds. It's literally 
firing the, the, the memory part of the brain. So it drops down and becomes unconscious competence. It drops down and becomes a program in the hard drive of your brain. And once you've done that, you're done. You can move on to the next commitment, if you like, and hardwire in a new one. But that's the quickest way that I know how to rewire a brain that's self-sufficient. Anyone can do it in their own time, at home, whenever they like. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that, right? It's that simple. We make everything so hard and it's not. It is that simple. Dave, I want to hear from you. Oh, I'm dying over here. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm like, it's it's so typical of Miss Patricia just to drop a atomic bomb like that to like blow your mind out for the first part of the day. Uh, well, it's first part of our day, not so much for you guys over in the UK. But oh my God, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I said, and I were on the same wavelength. I'm like, please, more, more, more. Tell us how you think or how you do it or how you instruct folks to do that. I want to hear your version. So thank you for sharing all that. That was fantastic. Um, and, and, you know, being um, working from a hypnosis perspective, we get to, it's our playground. Time is our playground um, when we're using hypnosis because there's all of, all of the answers, all of the things that we're searching, looking for, and to change are all in our control in, when we're using that mind management technique. So when it comes to time, it's so easy for us to, and just as we're thinking, you don't have to have this whole ceremony about it even. It, it, it can be super, super simple of, and here's something that I, I'm always wanting folks to take away from the wonderful fast track way for them to get their own answers and to be in live streaming, if you will, of their life and make those changes on the spot. Instead of when someone says, I don't know, um, I'm always right at that moment, stop them right in their tracks. Okay. So what you're telling me is you don't want to know because you said you don't know, you're making a definitive statement that you're not going to have the answer in that moment. So if, if you were to, I'll even accept, I don't know yet. I'll, I'll take that because we're leaving a window open. Um, but if we just, if I knew the answer, so this is something that I use a lot of times in, in our sessions with, with clients and students is I'm going to channel, if you will, the version of me that does know the answer that knows and possesses the key of my healing. No one else in the medical field has been able to figure it out, but there is a part of you that is operating in perfect harmony and balance. We're going to tap in and ask for that part to step forward. And so if you have the answer or you knew the answer, what might it look like? I don't need the answer exactly, but what would it look like? What would it feel like? And as we start doing that, we're setting in motion the ways of we actually can know the answer to those things, whatever that might be, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health, whether it's relationship, whether it's job, career. If I knew, what would that feel like? That changes our frequency into the getting to know it, as opposed to I'm not on the frequency of knowing this answer ever. 
So it's a small technique, fast, easy, just to begin the different frequency, beating the drum of the, I got this, I know this, it's on its way to me. Um, the the other part, yeah, I want to stop there for a minute, um, because I, I, I want to talk about another part of this whole time thing, um, time paradigm shifting and changing, when, especially when it comes to um, our healing. So that's where I'm going to stop with that. Back to you, Aisha. Okay. So you're learning some techniques. Whoever's listening to this and will be listening to this, you're learning some fabulous techniques. And the one thing that Dave said, first of all, let's go back to Patricia. I love the fingertip thing. Like, honestly, wow. Like, what a great tip. That's like the key to amazingness, right? So that that in and of itself and how you can make a change and reprogram that's your send button you know that is your send button that is your save button right so you definitely what a great button to have and we all have access to it and you know all that dave also shared with you know who would you be what would that what would you feel like if you knew the answer now i'm going to go back to something i said last week and that was um, you know, it says in many, many religious texts, you know, we were created in the image of the creator, you know, and I always say that each one of us is a masterpiece because we were created by the master, right? So if that's true, which it is, then that means, well, creator created everything. The master created everything. Therefore, it knows that energy is in knowledge of everything. And since we have, we are in the image of that, then we too know everything. The limitation becomes the conditioning that we've had over even our, through our ancestors and everything, but the conditioning that we've had through history and in this life that you're in now that tells us that we don't and that is an untruth that is a flat-out lie we do and as we're moving into this remembrance we're starting to feel that and sense that at different levels and those of you that allow yourself to step into it even though you don't may not understand it you may not know what it is yet but you you know that something's changing if you allow yourself to step into that if you allow yourself to say hey you know what saying oh i'm god so to speak is not blasphemous because we're made in the create we're made in the image of god we are the creator we can create the same way pretty much right? Our formlessness is part of that. The form, this avatar makes us think that we can't. The ego makes us think that we can't. Other people listening to other people's limits who are also limitless makes us feel like we can't. But if you could change that and shift that mindset and say, yeah, I can. I can do whatever I want and understand that you can, you are that. It's a big step, 
But once you take it, once you sort of step into that and not dip your toes in the water, but actually just sort of step in and wade in a little bit, everything about you feels lighter because it resonates. There's no resistance. The only resistance you're going to feel is ego, right? Because, because you are that, because you are part of creator, because you are part of the universe, because you are part of everything, if you wade into it, by the time you get to hip level, you're going to be like, yeah, this feels pretty good because there's no resistance. It's our natural state. We just think that it's not because we've been told that it's not and we believed that incorrect commitment. So it's about changing, changing your mindset and taking the courage to change your mindset to what you truly are. And I say courage because again, as I've said before, courage is making that a change, transforming, doing something despite your fear, despite the unknown doing it anyway, right? So I love this topic of time. Well, of course I chose it, but I love this topic of time, but I'm going to even say, what if we got rid of the word time and just use space? I have enough space to do this, right? I have enough space to do what it is that I want to be in this moment, you know, get rid of even to do and call it to be, I can be in this space. You know, and maybe perhaps, you know, this is a little thing that I'm going to do is get rid of the time clock thing, like get rid of my watches, put everything in a drawer and maybe set some alarms because yeah, I'm still living in the 3d people are still tied to time world. So I have to be somewhere at three o'clock. Perhaps I set an alarm, but during that time between this alarm and that alarm, I know that I have all the space that I need to do what it is that I need to accomplish between those alarms. It's a thought, something that you might want to try and exercise. I definitely am going to do it. So yeah, there's some great strategies and tips and things and just different ways of thinking and hoping that this, you know, everything that you're hearing today is really expanding that space to allow you to know that you can create anything, including the space that you need. People love listening to the law of attraction, law of attraction, law of attraction. We've been doing it since we're born, you know, you know, maybe even before that, right? Law of attraction is not something you learn. You've been doing it like you breathe. What, the, the situation that you find yourself in is because you attracted it, right? So you can create anything you want to create, including more space, more time, right? Patricia. Interestingly, in the, um, in that university, it, the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, where they found the neural clock, um, within the, within the cortex right next to it is, um, is where they discovered the location for our perception on space <laughs> on on lo on space of having there space on yeah so it goes hand in hand that the two would actually sit side by side <laughs> together which is quite good 
Um, so I was just thinking there as you were talking, I was I was thinking about in terms of masters that have incarnated on this planet, the ascended masters that have incarnated to this planet and us being, um, you know, representations of them. Um, and that kind of term that what one can do, anyone can do. Um, and then I was thinking about I spend most of my sessions my time in the metaphysical landscape where we um you know the the kind of law of physics don't apply in that metaphysical landscape as it does in this three-dimensional reality so we can talk to family members and friends that have transitioned this particular lifeline um we can um connect in with the selves that are living our best versions of ourselves we can literally jump timelines backwards forwards to the sides i have this kind of internal view of timelines or lifelines running um next to each other and it's literally a hop skip and jump to meet the part like dave said you know um you know you you don't know but if you did know what would what would that answer be? And there's always going to be some version of yourself that does know. So we can hop, skip and jump and meet that meet that version of yourself that does know, um, connect your timeline and change your trajectory from from the one that you were careering down to one that you would your desirable timeline, the one that you would prefer to have happen. You can play with all of this. It, it just takes a little bit of imagination um, and a little bit of willingness to want to step into a whole different universe deep inside of yourself and um, that maybe you've never even had a little look at before but um yeah bending time bending those timelines or lifelines and bringing them back into your here and now is one of my most favorite little um little processes to use well, it's almost like collaborating, right? It's collaborating with your alternate lifelines and bringing that knowledge, those gems of those gems of wisdom. I mean, that's really what past life regression really is about, right? Doing healing, but also bringing back gems of wisdom that you can use in this lifetime. So what if, just like in iAwesome, you know, we're this collaboration of mentors. Let's take it one step further into that metaphysical and say, well, you know what? I could get all of my lifelines together and collaborate within those to expand my experience now and what I know they now know and what they know I know and what would that look like and it's you know people have said you know don't mess you know those time machine shows that we watch about don't mess with history it'll screw up the timelines I've never been a believer of that you know, I've oh, never, I mess ever, them up I, all the time. <laughs> I'm always messing with them. So I, I'm not a big believer in that at all, at all. Dave, how do you feel about it? Yeah, you know, it's really funny. Um, <laughs> I feel the same. Um, and it, it's it's our job, I think, to mess up, with, mess those things up and blend them together and pull pieces. So we become that that curator of all of our timelines and all of those potentials 
Oh, so, and, and as you guys were talking about that, I was literally trying to look up a movie <laughs> that I was talking, <clears throat> that I was thinking about, um, that talks about, uh, time jumping, um, and, and I'll have to find it. Um, it's, but it was, it was great with, it, it made so much sense in, in our linear world for us to just maybe that could be a possibility um and what that could be what could be achieved with it you know you know this isn't a new concept um that we're talking about um with the time jumping or time management stuff or being able to um navigate through these other timelines you know in shamanic work um one of the very normal practices is soul retrieval and soul retrieval in the the crudest definition would be is jumping time to pull back the pieces that we left in other time spaces so we we left part of our childhood back in that timeline because we didn't get enough donuts and we felt ashamed and so there's a little kid still crying there that we left um but we're still you know 42 and every time i get a donut i'm just you know overwhelmed and i don't know why i have a meltdown um and so time retrieval that isn't me by the way it's just a bit an example because um, <laughs> I had too many donuts but anyway um it is that retrieval of all of those different places where we've allowed our spirit to escape us so again it's about um, power management it's it's about where is your spirit leaving you and where have you left it and isn't now a good time maybe to bring it forward to this moment this present now once we do that we are powered up to be able to really fully step into as you said aisha the image that masterpiece that we are because when we leave our soul pieces in all of those other timelines the the masterpiece isn't complete we are running on minimal power and we are not going to create and bring forward that full masterpiece that is really, in essence, what healing is, is bringing back or bringing into the oneness of who we are so that we're operating with full capacity. What y'all got to say about that? What are you thinking? I That's love so, it. This is, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Patricia. Go ahead. I love it. I mean, you know, you know, you go, I should. Well, you know, it's like we're doing, it's when we're doing the inner child, you know, we have that inner child awaits uh, group tribe inside of IOSM that we work with a, with a whole group of people. And I mean, it's that same thing, right? It's not one inner child, it's inner children. You know, if you go back to where Dave was talking about, you know, the shamanic uh, soul retrieval, which is amazing. And when we go into alternate lifelines and when we go back and pick up our inner children and help do some healing with them because we left them with their donuts somewhere. And, you know, this is what we're doing, right? There is no time when we're doing it. And for some reason, when someone's going through that process, when you're taking someone through that process, they're willing to give up time. They're willing to give up this uh, and sorry and create the space for that to happen and step into it. But the minute they stop doing that work and they start walking back in the 3D world again, they're back on the Newtonian time clock. So what if you could stay in that space all the time and almost live your life from a peripheral 
view. So when I'm very aware, I'm still living, I, I almost imagine myself in space where there's no time. And this life that I'm experiencing, that I'm part of, I'm living it through my peripheral. And because that's what the avatar is doing in this particular one, but I do have other avatars in other places, right? So it's not just this avatar. And I think if we can get out of the space of me, mine, I'm this now, like, you know, and when I mean now, I mean like more of a, this is who I am right now. Yeah, but you're also on going back to David's um, analogy, you're also on 106.2, you're also on 103.5, you're also on 97.6. So you're also in all those other spaces. You're like an octopus, <laughs> you know, you got a tentacle everywhere. So, and it could be endless tentacles. You know, you, who knows how many tentacles you have in, in so many other spaces, experiencing so many other things. And the only way to sort of step into that space of collaboration with all your other lifelines and inner children and lost soul pieces and all these things is almost to step inside the head of the octopus. And the only way that you can do that is to step to accept that there is this formlessness of you and that's attached to the bigger picture of the God or creator of source that's feeding information into a collective like everybody else's. And there is no time. There is only space. There is only experience. There is only journeys. There is only expansion. And what it's such a beautiful way of thinking of things. And because when you can do that, all of a sudden the urgency of all the things that you want to experience in this lifetime, the urgency is gone because you realize that this avatar is only one chapter of your entire book and your book could be huge. It could be warm peace, right? So you've got this huge book and this is only one chapter. And maybe it's a chapter that has so many things happening. And maybe it's a chapter that only has a few very significant things happening. And, but it's okay because this is only one chapter of many. And all of a sudden that takes away that urgency of, oh my God, I don't want to die in this life feeling like I didn't complete something. Of course you did. You know, if you take that urgency away, then you will complete exactly what you need to complete in this chapter. Right? That's how I see it. That's how I'm thinking it is. Like, that's just such a nicer, I don't know. But I really feel like that resonates with me deeply. Um, sort of that octopus tentacle thing <laughs> really, really sits with me. What are you thinking, Patricia? I love it. I love it. I love that. Um, I love that idea. Well, it, well, yeah, I love that concept of, well, you're me. I'm you. I'm Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave is me. You know, there's however many of me all over the place for me it, that there's um, another level with, with Dr. Dave's talking about soul retrieval, where that fragmentation of the self, the fragmentation of the soul um, that is left and stuck. One of my missions is to bring those back to wholeness and then 
navigating in that in this three-dimensional lifetime as and leaving this three-dimensional transitioning from this three-dimensional lifetime as whole as humanly possible because there's a it's not just fragmentation within this lifeline there's fragmentation throughout this entire planetary three-dimensional reality that's gone on with wars trauma on the individual and the collective, that separation and um, segregation that's happened, it doesn't just happen physically, mentally, emotionally, it also happens spiritually on a soul level. When we bring those pieces back together, bring those oct that octopus back together into a wholeness, that's when we can start leveling up and mastering the whole of our sense of who we are like the ascended masters did when they came to this when they came to this planet in this three-dimensional suit and could walk on water and turn water into wine and make a million thousand fishes to feed everybody and bend time you know we can be be that master of our own reality um another thing that popped up where where we were talking about time jumping and and um, going back and getting the gems of wisdom for ourselves. I like to go back my to my timeline and go forward. I've played as well on my timeline and give the parts of me those gems of wisdom. So that part of me that was sat in the um, homeless hostel with a, a year old baby, go back. I, I regularly go back and give her some energy some love um some support those gems so that her timeline transitions and trajectories out on a different time loop to the one we we travel together so it works both ways we can we can be the giver we don't always have to be the receiver um which i find quite interesting love that love that dave Oh, that's good stuff. I really love um, uh, that set me on a oh, to-do list. <laughs> that's great. So if here's something that I want that I really can't wait to hear the two of you talk about. The subject about when we're coming into time and space and that time paradigm shifting and changing for our inner dialogue, our inner clock chronology. I love to examine with clients and, and myself as well, but clients and students, um, what their perception is for healing to happen for a specific um, illness. So we know that if we have access to everything, because we are the creator, there's no separation that we are the creator with all of its magnificence, then we then can have instant healing. That healing can happen literally in just an instant by calling it forward and demanding that be our reality. Most humans working in a linear thinking are not okay with that because that means it has to be something so outside um, our realm of thinking and possibility that we have to call those things miracles. Um, and it's only reserved for the few and far between. And it must be something just magnificent that of a, whether it be an ascended master or uh, angelic presence 
that can bring those things that our mere human isn't able to. I challenge that um, because we can have it. We absolutely can be healed in an instant by calling that into this present moment and anchoring it. So we can heal. However, our linear human channel that we're on is usually not okay with that. We're going to need to have that in installment. So I'm going to need to go see a, a healer or a doctor, um, have treatment, all of those things. And I'm not minimizing by any means everyone or anyone's struggle uh, and their work towards being healed. It is something that I always make sure that we're taking notice of and take stock in to realize that we can have that happen. Are you okay for that to happen in an instant? Are you, because what comes with that and the reason that most folks aren't okay with that is if they have been struggling for so long and working so diligently and so hard at healing themselves, going through cancer treatments or whatever they happen to be, all of that was it for nothing if they can be healed in an instant. I want to hear what the ladies have to say about that. Absolutely. So. You know what? I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. I'm a huge believer in that. And I believe because I, I think our avatar is our puppet. So we can make it do whatever we want, including heal. And here's a perfect example of it, right? Instantaneous healing. Evangelists. Okay. This is how amazing our energy can be. At first I thought every evangelist is a crook. <laughs> That was kind of like my, my way of thinking. However, think about this for a second. So somebody walks up and they're say in a wheelchair or they're blind and, and they're gonna be saved, okay? They call it saving them. So they're gonna save them. Now let's talk about the intention in the room. The person who wants to be saved believes that this evangelist can do this, right? Believes it. That's why they're there. They wanna be, you are saved. Get that smack on the forehead and they are saved, right? The evangelist, believes at some level that he, that he or she can do this, right? Then you've got the thousands of people in the audience and on TV that are watching this that all want this to happen, right? They want to see the healing take place. They all believe at some level that this is going to happen, right? How could it not? right? How could it not happen? How could that person not be able to see? How can that person not be able to walk? Are you kidding me? We're all using our superpowers at the same time towards that person where there's all this belief and commitment in the room. How could it not happen instantaneously? Of course it can. And at the same time, at the same instance, in the same space, I don't even want to use the word time anymore, in the same space, in that same instance, you can do this for yourself. When COVID first came, and this is my personal story, when COVID first came, I, I already know that I never get sick. Why don't I ever get sick? Because I know that I never get sick. It's just kind of a thing that I know, right? So I know that I will never get sick. I know, in fact, if there was a huge vat of COVID and you threw me in it, I would come out just fine. There would be no COVID. I know that because I know that because I'm in charge. When I did get the vaccine, I told my body, we're going to get this to make my mother happy, but we're going to do this and we're going to transmute it out of our system right away. And I want to know that that's happened. When I got the vaccine on both situations, I felt my body eliminating the vaccine right away. 
I knew it was happening. I could feel it physically that it was being eliminated. So we can do whatever we want because, but the thing is you need to know that you can. It's not a like, I hope I can. Like, like Patricia was saying, it's not a hope. It's not a wish. It's those, those words, hope and wish. They're the, they're, they're nice fluffy words, but they don't mean shit. Okay. So hope and wish are nice wishy-washy words, but they really don't have any power. If you were going to marry someone, you wouldn't say, does this man take this woman? You say, I hope so. I wish it to be. This is not what you say. You say, I will. I do. So you need to make a commitment to yourself that this is just the way it is. Just like I know I have two arms and two legs, just like I know that I have blood racing through my system, just like I know that my heart beats, I know that I can control whatever is happening in my avatar because I am in control here. And the minute you can step into that space of, I got this because I'm in control, your situation changes. The minute you allow other people's voices telling you that you cannot have that control over yourself to emanate your presence, that's when shit starts to fall apart. So you need to know that you can, right? So my mom came in several times, Aisha, you need to get the vaccine, you need to get the booster because this and this and this will happen to you. I simply said to her, mom, I'm gonna do this, not the booster, I'm not doing that. But I said, I'll do it, but I'm doing it for you. I don't need it. I don't need it for me. I'm doing it for you, right? And if I didn't think that I could transmute it, I wouldn't have done it at all. But I knew that I could, right? I knew that I could, because if I didn't think that I could, I wouldn't put that shit in my body, right? So I knew that I could, so I did it. So it's, it's a belief, right? It's a pure belief and knowledge. It's faith. It's even more than a belief. It's faith. I have faith. It is my truth that I know that I can. Just like the sun's going to come up, just like the sky is blue, just like there's going to be snow in Southampton, Ontario, that's never going to go away. Just like I know this stuff, I also know that I have full control of what's going on here. In my world, in my body, in this body that I'm riding in, I decide what color it's going to be. It's just like a car. What color is the paint going to be? What is this going to look like? How is that going to happen? I know it because I can control it. So that's how I feel that every, if I can do it, right? If I can do it, and I've had this conversation with Melinda and she said, you know, not everybody. I said, yeah, they can. I am no superpower, right? I can do it because I know I can, because I have faith in it. It doesn't mean that I can do it and Dave can't. Of course he can, right? It's just, how do we identify with ourselves? Some people identify through their illness. I have cancer, right? I'm not taking away the fact that they have this thing and they, they developed this thing. But what I'm saying is it's either you can choose to live with it or you can choose to say, hell no, right? That's not happening. So you can change your circumstances. So I totally am a big believer in that. I don't know if you could hear that in my passion or not. <laughs> Patricia, your turn. I totally agree. And listening to you there in the passion, the word that kept resonating and singing out strong was knowing, I know, know, I knowing. And it's like, that's beyond belief. It's a knowing, it's a deep, universal truth within 
every cell of your being that you know. And that's where we want to get to. That's the goal. That's where, where you know, if we want to, um, you know, step into our mastery on all of those levels, knowing something deep within the depths of your soul, within the depths of your, your, your cellular level, your depths of your being, is the difference between something happening and something not. And we've got many, between the three of us now, here, sitting here now, we've got many, many tools um, up our sleeves to be able to do that. I've had direct experiences with people shrinking tumours, healing themselves of cancer, ME, their fibro um, um, diagnosis, um, even down to, to women with placenta previa, where their placenta is just above their cervix, so they'll have to have C-sections, um, then being able to move that, you know, with the having sessions with me so that they can deliver their baby, baby naturally. It's, a, it, it's bringing the client and yourself to that point of knowing. That's the magic. That's the key. Yes. It makes a huge difference. Like, you know, do you want to be the servant to this life or do you want to master this life? I mean, it's a decision. It's a choice. You could commit to be the servant. That's a nice commitment. If that's what you choose, I honor that. I, you know, there's all in the grace in that if that's what you want. But do you want that? If you want to be a servant to it, then don't complain about anything. Be happy being a servant and don't complain, right? If you want to master it, well, that's a whole different ballgame. Right? You're going to take those obstacles and you're going to turn them into things. You're going to turn them into knowledge. You're going to turn them into experience. You're going to use them as tools. So it's just a, a way of being in this moment in time is to making a decision. Where do you want to stand? I want to stand here. I want to stand here. And which one's going to be more beneficial for me? And who doesn't want to have control over themselves? Some people might not. right? Or some people might have a lot of fear about it. But... The, 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 the truth remains the same is that you can if you want, but it's a, it's, you have to know that you can. And then you choose to say, well, no, I don't, I don't want to. I'm just going to let this happen. That's okay. You can do that. I'm not judging you. That's, that's your choice, right? But it's, if you choose to be better, then step into your knowing. Step into your creation because everything you need, you have. Right? There is nothing that you are not without. There's, we are a miracle. There is nothing that you need that you don't have or you can't get. It's, it's quite simple, really. Dave? You know, that is really um, the beginning conversation that needs to happen when we embark on a healing journey is do, do you have within you the option of this healing that can happen or be without this illness or this ease that's happening with the body do you have that option available to you if that's not the case then i can't work with you i can't help you get to that place because i don't do any of the healing it's all you i'm just the guide that gets you there i'm the concierge to helping you get to the environment where healing is conducive to healing, where the, body, the, the environment is conducive to healing. And it's, it's, a, it's a critical piece um, that I 
make sure we get to really quick at the start of getting to work with anyone. If you don't believe that you can heal from this, then there's no place for you for, for us to go together because you've already set the destination and the destination is you can't heal from this. So what do you really want? Do you just want, do you want me to say that I can't do anything for you? So we get to be one more of the things that you checked off the box that doesn't work for you so that you can maintain this place of illness or disease. Um, if not, and you do know that there's a way there's, you don't know the way yet, but you know that it is possible. You know, beyond the, I know, like I know, like I know, I can be cancer free. I can be fill in the blank. I can be wealthy. I can have a relationship that is beyond my wildest expectations. When we start making those type of statements, it's claiming that and bringing it into our awareness. But if you can't even begin there, if you don't believe that it is for you, that is for everyone else, if you're not, you're in yourself worthy, so to speak, then that's not a frequency that we can bring into your radio. We can't get a preset on that one. Your equipment is failure to that. It doesn't take this, it doesn't have that frequency pre-installed then. Right, it's uh, static. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, I, I you know what? 1, Thank you so much, guys. You know what? We, you know, the three of us could go on forever, Ooh. right? Like, the, the three of us could definitely go on forever. And um, <laughs> we, we should. Sure <laughs> honestly, we can. We could go. I, I know. I know we could. I know we could. Because I just, we actually Truly. Just feed off yeah. each other. So it's great. Truly, time didn't exist during our conversation. I had no <laughs> there idea. There was lots of space. There was lots of space for it. So thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And for those of you that are going to be listening to the replays or the podcast and want to hear more, we are here every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and come and join us. We want to hear from you too and your thoughts and your struggles and your challenges and let us help you, you know, see things and know things in a different way. You know, open up that door of awareness and help you to step into your mastery. Thank you so much. Patricia, any last words? Um, no, just thank you very much for having me. I love it. I'm glad we bent time. Um, and I can't wait till next week. <laughs> Dave? Uh, same here. Uh, I really look forward to this time. It's so much fun and so much love. Um, I hope that everyone that happens to do the listen later on, that something that you take away is give yourself the miracle of all that you want to be is a real reality. Yes. And if you think you don't have time to listen to us, you're mistaken. You can get all the time that you want, all the space that you need. So thank you so much for joining us and back at you next week or join us at iAwesome, iausm.com. Become a mentor or come in as a student and you are always welcome. Thanks a lot, everyone.